That was like a remix too for the countdown because it was like three, two, and then it was like three, two, one. I love a little, love a little. <laughs> I, I'm more amazed that you can still get your short hair into a tiny ponytail. It's so cute. It's literally just like the tiniest little thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's cute. but it's um yeah that end that that entry. Oh my god! You know what? Just fuck it. Move on without me. This today, this recording that today entry. is just I. I, oh, it's it's a trip. I don't even know what's wrong with us today. It's just wow. Okay, all right. Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with me is I have to work on my final after this, and I know it's. I can't wait to see what kind of shit I pull out of my ass for that. <laughs> Holy cow! Um, hi everyone. Welcome back to Oddities. I'm Cassie. Hi. Hi, man. And welcome back to the. What did I say last time? Was it the Strange Express? Yeah. Yeah. Toot toot. Welcome aboard. Oh, wow. You know what? I'm going to, that's going to be a thing for 2022. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, I did a car. <laughs> that's okay. We don't know what the vehicle is, but welcome aboard it, you know? Welcome. <laughs> um, how, oh, oh, no, because I, I forgot last time. So everybody, before I forget, follow along on social, social media. We've actually had a bunch of you lately. So welcome, welcome. And also... Check out our Patreon if you'd like to donate to our show. You can do so for as low as a dollar a month, and you get access to a bonus episode every week. And they're video episodes, and they're a little more up-to-date than these are because we don't record those that far in advance. It's usually like two days in advance. That's right. Except for this coming week because you're going to Jamaica. To Jamaica. Yeah. So, and then... <sighs> um, What's the other thing? We have a merch store. If you'd like to represent our merch, we run sales all the time, uh, but we're both too busy to post about it on social media. <laughs> so we're sorry. we'll try to be better about it in 2022. <laughs> That's right. Yes. How how are you? Uh, I'm good. We're doing back-to-back today yes. because, as you guys know, we pre-record and occasionally we do back-to-back episodes because we're busy. Because we're busy people, and I'm going away to Jamaica. And I didn't, we were like, we didn't want it to be this thing where I, like, we get back, like, from Jamaica, and, like, the holidays are wrapped up for both of us, and then we're like, ah! we got to record a bunch, so we're pre-recording. <laughs> it's it's to make a nice, yeah. less stressful beginning to 2022. Yeah, right. And we're, and then, I mean... I don't, we haven't been like caught up to date on the actual date in a while. It's funny to listen to the previous episodes because I'm like, oh, that's what was happening to me two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) What catastrophe happened in my life two weeks ago? (laughs) Let me think. Why was I so mad? (laughs) I mean, it's not really me mad. It's just me being varying degrees of tired. Mm. That's really all it is. Mm. We love it. Yeah, but I'm fine. Uh, I'm trying to think of what is even going on anymore. Who knows? It's just working and sleeping, and I finished Arcane, so Seinfeld's back on. And that's, I mean, that's really it. It's all, I haven't been watching a lot of, like, Christmas stuff. I gotta throw on White Christmas at some point, because that's another classic that I usually watch around this time. That's your jam. But how are you? Uh, I love White Christmas. It's so sweet and warm. Ah, uh, sweet and warm, like a cup of hot cocoa. That's right. 
How am I? I'm fine. I'm going to work on my gene therapy final after this, so everybody wish me luck. But it'll have been submitted and way done by this point. Uh, Thank God. I'm going to be starting to pack for our trip. I got to wrap some gifts. I got to set up the new humidifiers. <sighs> I got to a little this, a little that, you know? A little this, a little that. Yes. Also, it's I also have to wrap gifts, which... Every year, I feel like I have to relearn how to wrap. <laughs> I'm fucking horrendous at wrapping. And I'll tell you, what, we don't even have wrapping paper, but we have a shitload of, of this fancy tissue paper left over from the wedding for, like, the hotel bag. So we're just wrapping everything in that. Everybody's That's just kind of nice, though. Everybody's getting tissue paper this year. <laughs> That's it. But also, look at you guys being environmentally friendly. That's there right. You go. That's right. Reuse, recycle, repurpose, baby. That's right. I but I fucking suck at wrapping shit. I which is not on brand. You would not expect that from me. It's not. It always surprises me. I'm actually not a bad rapper, but I do have to reteach myself every year. The first present is always a toss up. Like the first pancake, you know. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta throw it out. Mm, Whatever. Yeah. Just see what happens. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but I'm I'm. That's my day, and I'm going for a run at some point with my sister and my mom. Enjoy. And that's going to be, and then I'm going to do Sweet Fuck All. I got Sally Rooney's new book, so I'm going to read that. And it's going to be as quiet, hopefully, Sunday. Excellent. Because <laughs> you know I love to recharge on my Sundays. Sundays are your but I do, day. Yep. They're my day, but I do agree. You said this on a podcast, I don't know when. We should have three weekend, mm-hmm. three days in a weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, a day to get shit done, a day to a day to hang out, a day to hang, a day out. to, a hang, day to out. hang out. Yep, and a day to just like do nothing. That's exactly right. You know, like mm-hmm. like make Friday. I agree. Like your your day to like knock some shit out during the day or whatever, and then like Saturday party, and then Sunday's like recovery. You know, whatever makes yeah. you feel rested. Right. Yeah, that's right. Or sometimes Saturdays, you just got to deep clean the house. You know what I mean? Hey, you got to do what you got to do. I love a deep Almost clean. Almost 30. Oh, can I tell you this? We got a one of those little robot <sighs> vacuums. Oh, I got one of those. I love it so much. It's it's so... I I love it. So, there you have it. Almost 30. My... my, my my motherfucker will just like get caught in wires and all of a sudden I'll be like, what room are you in? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Mine will like, it's, it's still learning. It's not the brightest of bulbs. Like it'll run into the same spot on the wall several times before it's like, I need to turn, but that's okay. Yeah. We, we get, mine's the same way. We get to where we need to go eventually. Yeah. My brother has one that like learns. So it like knows his house, oh. but then all of a sudden my brother will get a notification that it's just like, he's stuck. And my brother's like, God damn it. You asshole. <laughs> he's like, why do you keep going over these wires? You know, you get stuck. <laughs> uh, yes. Adulthood. I love those things. It's amazing. Oh but yeah. They're very loud. Yeah. This one is it. He's not too bad, but I'll tell you what, when you tell it to go home, like the beep that it lets out, it's like, it's like so excited to go back home it's like okay buddy sorry and sometimes my guy will get lost going home so i'll just find him dead in a room and i'm like oh buddy (laughs) oh yeah yeah mine like i'll hit the go home button and it'll take like a solid 10 15 minutes before it gets back home but it gets there eventually 
I mean, I'll hit go home or he'll just like start going home because his battery's dead. And then all of a sudden I'll just find him on his way. And he was like, wait, I have to get this last spot. And then he's dead. (laughs) I'm like, oh, pal, I'll help you. So dedicated. Um, So dedicated. Wow. Once again, what an intro. But he has, I know, but he has also closed my second bathroom's door behind him and then that bathroom floor is immaculate but he's dead in there because he can't get out world's cleanest bathroom floor <laughs> yeah but i had yeah what truly what an intro yeah almost 30 well, welcome back everybody welcome back indeed so uh welcome back to oddities yeah. where we talk about the strange shit that robo vacuums do well they are very odd they are odd indeed um it's so wonderful let's see so for for once, I recall how we started last episode, and it was you. Should I start That's this true. time? We never, and usually even when we're back-to-back, we don't remember. But should I kick us off this time around? Kick it. Kick it. Today, I'm covering the San Pedro Mummy. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm not ready. Actually, a lot of this is kind of offensive, the way that like some of the quotes are and things like that, because it's from like it's from like the 30s. And shit, so... Oh, no. Everybody buckle up a little bit. So here we go. Oh, God. I'm setting the scene. It's July 1934, so that means everybody's speaking like this. See? Listen here, see? Put the money in the bag. It's the one with the big dollar sign on it. That's right. (laughs) So two miners in the San Pedro Mountains come across something rarer than gold. Woo! So... Spooky. So, after blasting their way into a hidden mountain cavern, the miners... <laughs> Why? <laughs> just, another, just another day in July 1934. Uh, the miners... Blasting their way into a hidden mountain cavern. <laughs> the miners discover a very small human body, no more than 14 inches at its full height, naturally mummified by the Wyoming climate. And this tiny oh, mummy yeah. was unique. Um... After the miners removed it from its cave, it was exploited as a spectacle by various local business, Wyoming. Oh, God, this makes no sense what I wrote. I wrote various local business, Wyoming businessmen. Business, see? All the business. Um, Business numbers, business numbers. And then it mysteriously disappeared in the 1950s. Oh, bye. Bye. So before it vanished, the mummy became known as Pedro. Uh, was subjected to rudimentary scientific tests. However, its mysterious disappearance frustrated the solution of one of the most compelling mystery of all. Was Pedro, in fact, a very small adult or a child? Okay. Okay? (laughs) So for some of the experts, uh, they believe that Pedro was um, the only preserved example of a lost Native American, uh, like, pygmy race, while others maintain that the mummy was in fact the tragic infant victim of a rare congenital disorder and attempts have been oh. been made using comparative evidence to answer these questions over time in the absence of the body but is it possible to solve the mystery of the san pedro mummy probably not My i goodness. i didn't arrive at much of anything to be honest so let's talk <laughs> yeah let's i'd put money down that we can't figure it out now <laughs> I, I put down money that it's been many many years at this point nobody knows where the fuck this mummy is so let's talk about yeah. a little bit more about the discovery of pedro okay so like i said it's summer 1934 cecil maine and frank carr are mining for gold oh my god cecil maine <laughs> 
Frank Carr, see? <laughs> they were chasing a particular seam of gold when it disappears into, like, the rock face. So they have no choice but to blast it, apparently. And so once the dust apparently. from the explosion settles, Maine and Carr discover, uh, to their disappointment, that the gold had, in fact, disappeared. But instead, they found this small cave. <laughs> and inside I, it... I gotta be honest. Yeah. That would be so disappointing. You're like, God damn it. it and it's just another cave. You're like, fuck. Yeah, and so the cave was no more than 15 feet long and four feet wide. And then inside it, sitting cross-legged on a ledge with an arm wrapped around his torso, was Pedro. That's no, fucking creepy. I don't like that it's sitting up. That's the problem. That's the issue. What are we, do- what are we doing? Ooh. Why are we sitting up? So Ooh. That gives me goosebumps. In its sitting position, it was no more than six and a half inches tall, uh, and it was, you know, withered and basically naturally mummified, like I said, and it had been essentially perfectly preserved. Um, The brown wrinkled flesh had remained intact, even down to fingernails. That's disgusting. I know, but other features were kind of- That's so terrifying to me. I know. Other features were kind of weird, right? So the head was covered in a gelatinous substance, and beneath this- The facial features seemed somewhat unusual. The nose was, like, very flattened, and the skull itself was rather flattened, so it gave it a low, flat forehead. And it had very heavily lidded eyes that were rather bulgy, um, and it had a broad, thin-lipped mouth with a full set of teeth. A full set of teeth. I know. I know. I... I can't get over the fingernails and the... Why Why a gelatinous thing? What's happening Yeah, what here? is that? What's going what on? is that? Aliens. That's what it is. I'll tell you. It's aliens. aliens. See? So the little mummy's appearance was actually kind of like contradictory, right? Because it was childlike in its size, but yet rather ancient looking. So the two miners basically recognized immediately that they had this sort of phenomenon on their hands. One that people would, in fact, pay good money to see. So they took Pedro as the mummy, be- you know became known they took it 60 miles southwest of the town of casper so pedro's career as a wyoming sideshow uh exhibit begins what the fuck was going on in the 30s okay Okay. like i mean really i I have a i don't know that my first reaction would be to move it do you know what i mean when i say that like i don't think i would see that thing sitting upright no and be like i'm gonna move no no I'd be like, let's get the hell out of here and go back where we came from. Yeah, my ass. And let's leave it. My ass would be like, do you see that thing? And then I'd run. (laughs) Right. Like that, there's so many red flags tied to that thing that would make me be like, let's just leave. Yeah. Like we don't need to tell anyone we saw this. No. So 100% my first, my first thought would not be, hey, hey. People pay good money to see this. Let's take it on the road. Let's take it on the road. So so anyway, the mummy passes through several pairs of hands until 1936. Um, Then it was on display in a drugstore window in the town of Mititsi. Why is it in a drugstore window? Great question. So the drugstore owner, Floyd Jones, apparently made a good sum of money from his unusual window display by selling postcard souvenirs. And via this way, via the postcards, Pedro's fame begins to spread. So eventually, Pedro returns to Casper to the sales room of Ivan Goodman, who was a car dealer. Why the fuck is the mummy in a car dealership? What the fuck is going on, okay? Also, how are they... 
Like, this is the 30s. Like, how are they safely preserving this and traveling so much with it? Dude, I don't know. And then putting it in weird displays. Yeah, so this guy's just got it in a glass case in the middle of his car dealership as an advertising display. And it says, quote, it's educational. It's scientific. It will amaze and thrill you. It's a pygmy preserved as it actually lived, quote. What the fuck? They have no fucking clue. No. And they're putting it in a car dealer. What's happening here? Right. So these these ad- advertisements, they claim that the mummy was thousands of years old and a progenitor of the human race. Uh, and then there were x-ray oh. pictures of the mummy included on the posters, which were used to supposedly substantiate this. But the claim was nonsense, right? Um, the x-rays were, in fact, genuine. You know, by this time, he had been examined by the American Museum of Natural History in New York. Uh, and had the work verified by the Anthropology Department of Harvard University. Uh, And the two institutes agreed that the mummy was no composite hoax, as some people maintained, but was in fact a genuine human specimen. However, they disagreed as to precisely what Pedro was. Um, One theory is that he was in fact a baby suffering from a rare genetic condition known as, and I don't even know how you pronounce this, but I think it's anencephaly or anencephaly, but either way, this is a birth defect in which the brain and bones of the skull don't form completely while the baby's in the womb, and as a result, the baby's brain, uh, particularly the cerebral cortex, develops minimally, and the cerebral cortex is part of the brain primarily responsible for thinking, movement, and the senses like touch, vision, and hearing. So let me tell you about another one called Chiquita. So we're going to get to this, but anyway... Pedro's tiny size led a lot of people to believe that he was the remains of a baby, even though even prior to experts analyzing him. But some thought he was the corpse of a deceased child stolen and modified to deceive the credulous. Um, then several anthropologists from the University of Wyoming and Harry Shapiro of the American Museum of Natural History did believe him to be an infant. Shapiro reputedly undertook the initial x-rays and a lung analysis. And from these results, he concluded that the mummy was a baby suffering from anencephaly. Um, even if a child suffering from such a disease survived birth, it could not survive infancy. So explaining the size, but size aside, parts of Pedro's skull did appear to be missing, leaving the brain exposed, which is compelling evidence in support of this theory. <clears throat> now in the 1950s, That guy Goodman, like, as in, I think, the car dealership dude, loses Pedro. Mm Mm-hmm. How? That's like a, that's like a, how, how does one lose that? Like, oh, I, I misplaced my, my mummy. (laughs) Like, where are you, what are you doing that you misplace it? How do you lose it? It's not like it's a pack of peanuts. What are you doing? I know. Now, some say that he maybe lost it to a New York con man and the mummy has never been recovered. Um, modern anthropologist George Gill continues to make a case for anencephaly using the old evidence um, and recent comparative material. Uh, and this guy, Gill, uh, became, first became involved with the case of the San Pedro mummy in 1971. In the 90s, after a TV appearance, he was approached by a Native American family who presented him with the preserved remains of a baby very similar to Pedro. So this is the little girl nicknamed Chiquita. Um, who was mummified just like Pedro. Uh, She was only inches in height. Her arms and legs were also in the same position as 
Pedro's. So like cross-legged with mm-hmm. the arm wrapped around himself. So Gil says, quote, nowhere else in Wyoming do we have burial sitting up like that. Never sitting up with legs crossed and arms folded across their chest. There's a clear connection between the two of them besides being in the same region. Um, while Chiquita mm. had not been set to rest in a cave, uh, her family chose to protect her and keep her in their attic. Oh, Lord. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, shame anybody for how they cope with this type of thing, but also in their attic? I mean, everybody grieves differently and different strokes for different folks, but oh, my Lord. Oh, my That's God. That's a lot for me. Yeah. So, anyway, the remains had nevertheless been precious enough to guard for 500 years. So Chiquita just oh kept God. getting, like, passed down through the family. Okay. So, But somebody, okay, hang on for a second. Somebody is marrying into that family and is agreeing to keep that in their attic. How's that conversation going? That's exactly right. That is a conversation <laughs> I, okay, so anyway. So, so Gil was only allowed to analyze Chiquita on three separate occasions, but he was able to establish her date of birth as being sometime in the 1500s. Um, despite her blonde hair, her DNA reveals that she is of Native American origin. Um, but most compelling of all, the anthropologist was able to establish that she died from anencephaly. And the similarities to Pedro lend credibility, excuse me, to his theory as well. So, however, without Pedro's body, it cannot be proven that he suffered from the same condition, especially as there is evidence that suggests Pedro was, in fact, not a child at all. So some people are saying um, that while his full height was estimated to be 14 inches and the right size for, like, a baby, he also exhibited features associated with a fully grown adult, like the full set of teeth uh, and the remains of solid food in his stomach. Furthermore, Furthermore, there were signs on his body that he did not die a natural death, the spine appeared to be damaged and his collarbone broken and his skull had been smashed by a blow that could have resulted in the exposed brain tissue. So, huh. some experts reconcile this discrepancy between his size and, the de- and development by declaring that he Pedro was in fact an adult dwarf. Which I... Okay, so... Local Native American tales tell of a mythical race of little people, the Nymerigar who lived in the area of Wind River and the Pedro Ranges of Wyoming. And legends say that the the Nymerigar ranged between 20 inches and 3 feet in height. They were gifted with magical powers and the healing arts, yet were also extremely vicious, hence their name, which means people eaters. As with European... Jesus! I know. As with European fairies, it was unwise to cross the Nymerigar, who would attack those who displeased them with poison darts. They also... Also, I have to tell you, I would never cross someone whose name translates to people eaters. No. They also reputedly killed off those in their community suffering from debilitating age or infirmity with a blow to the head, which could account for Pedro's head injury. This injury... Oh my god, they're Midsommar! I know. The injury taken in conjunction with Pedro's size and unusual appearance has led to speculation that the mummy is in fact a representative of the now lost race that inspired the Nymerigar legends. Jesus Christ. I know. So, physical evidence for a race of small people exists in the United States. In 1876, 
The Anthropological Journal and New York Times both reported on a six-acre graveyard of between 75,000 and 100,000, quote, pygmies in Coffee County, Tennessee. And the deceased were found to be buried in a sitting or standing position. Although they were first thought to be children, the skulls were found to have wisdom teeth, leading investigators to deduce that they were, in fact, a, quote, dwarf tribe of people about three feet high, end quote. A similar find had also been reported 40 years earlier from a site near uh, Kachokton in Ohio. Uh, But none of these supposed, quote, little people have been found mummified or buried in quite the same circumstances as Pedro. And the fact remains, no matter what similarities are between Pedro, uh, Chiquita, the Nymerigar, or any actual, like, races, um, without the actual body of the San Pedro mummy, all we can do is speculate. And that's it. That's the San Pedro mummy. Wow. I took you for a fucking ride on that, didn't I? You sure did. Here's my question. I have two. Okay. A, if this New York con man takes it, what the fuck is he doing with it? What is he doing with it? Because you would think that he would use it to get money. Right. And if it's not on display somewhere and nobody can track it down, what the fuck did you do with this thing? Yeah, like, what is happening here? So, um... That's that's my first. Second, what the hell was the gelatinous fluid? I, we just don't know. We just don't know. My God. I know. That's wild. I know. And then the the whole, when I was reading about the whole Nymerigar thing, when I was like researching this, I was like, what? It, was this like, what is, what's happening? Like all, this whole story is crazy to me. And then they find a nearly identical one in Chiquita. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, because I, the Chiquita story, I was like, oh, okay, so this is, that's fully what this, this discovery of Pedro is. And then the Nymerigar, I was like, what? And they found that graveyard of all the, I I was like, oh my God, of all these, these people that were buried the same way. I was like, I don't, this is, these are compelling things. They are compelling things. I have no idea what to, what to think uh, on all of this and also, like, yeah, I want to be like, yeah, Pedro was an infant with this terrible condition. But then they're yeah. like, wait, he had a full set of teeth. Wait, he was eating solid foods. Like, wait, his spine is broken and shit. But, like, also, I mean, couldn't that have just, like, happened? Like, I don't know, if he's sitting in this upright position over time and, like, drying out and everything. Like, could that? Well, I don't know, though. It's hard to say. Plus, the miners, like, blasted their way into the shit. So there's no telling how that could have damaged him, but. Also, I just find it truly incredible that basically the whole reason why we know about Pedro is because two miners blasted into an area. Also, mining sounds terrifying. Yeah. Two miners blasted into an area and then we're like, we're just going to take this show on the road. That's the what the hell? That was the 30s. What a time. Right, let's put That's this... the wildest shit I've ever heard. You want to see something crazy, folks? Step right up. <laughs> like, what the fuck was And then going they on? lose it because it. It went from, like, a pharmacy window to a car dealership and got taken by maybe a New York con man for reasons unknown. What the fuck was happening? I know. I, I Really, this whole topic can just be summed up as, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? It's That's fucking wild. <laughs> wow, great topic. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very bizarre. Oh, my God. So bizarre. Well. Yeah. 
I don't. Oof. What do you have for us today? And I have no. I I mean I have no, like, I have no way to be like this is one or the other. Both are very compelling. Oh yeah, I I, I, I couldn't mean. tell you which explanation I buy more because like I I was all aboard this whole anencephaly train and then they introduced the Nymeragar and like there are a lot of sh- there's like a lot that lines up with that so I don't know. Yeah, like the full set of teeth is what's interesting. Yeah, there is a condition in which like babies can in fact be born with a full set of teeth. It's like very rare. So I mean it can happen, but like also but for both of those conditions to happen at once, that's like the perfect storm of situations. I know. So the whole thing is um, a lot. Very. Oh, my Lord. All right. Well, yeah. Walk with me here because I'm going down a legends only path. Oh, my God. Legends. OK, hit me. We have a rival to the Headless Horseman because there's a second local legend in Sleepy Hollow. Oh, shut up. Really? Yeah, let me introduce you to the Bronze Lady. Oh, the Bronze Lady. Ooh, she sounds fancy. She is. So she's super large and cast in bronze, obviously. Right, right. This lady statue watches over the mausoleum of Civil War General Samuel Thomas in Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. (laughs) And when I say watches over, at first I was like, oh, she's like outside of it. Like looking out, like a normal statue, yeah. right? Like that's yeah, like what I envision for normal statues. Yeah. No, she's opposite, facing the mausoleum door. Oh, so when you walk up, do you just like see her butt? She's she's naked in my mind. I don't know why. Like, no, no, she's not. Okay, naked. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but when you're walking towards it, you're looking at her back. But if you're at the door of the mausoleum and you turn around, you're looking right at. Oh her. shit! I would turn around and be like. Ah! <laughs> That, to me, feels like she's trying to keep him in. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is not a keep people out. It's a keep him in. That's spookala, bookala. Yeah. Tangent real quick. If you guys want us to take a trip to Sleepy Hollow, let us know. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Yeah. (laughs) Because now I want to see this bitch. I know, big time. So, apparently, Samuel Thomas made a ton of made millions after the civil war and coal and railroads which ah, yikes okay big yikes all there. right <clears throat> so although she looks like kind of sleepy and or sad legend says that at night she comes to life and wanders the cemetery grounds terrifying anyone who may have entered on a dare wow i hate that there yeah there's a bunch of other legends too but that's one of my favorites yeah so the statue is commissioned by General Thomas's widow, Anne, upon his death in 1903. According to the New York Times, the statue's name is actually Recolman or Grief. Oh, that's, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. The sculptor, Andrew O'Connor Jr., modeled the Bronze Lady after his mistress and muse, Jesse Phoebe Brown. That's an okay. intense... Okay. I have... Okay. I have strong feelings about all of it, and I don't like okay. it, but fine. So this this widow comes to you, and she's like, I want you to make a statue to watch over my husband. And he's like, I'll do you one better. I'll model it after my mistress? And muse? Okay. Bro. All right. I don't like it. Okay. Well, this sculptor seems like a lot. Okay. So 
when when the sculpture was finished, the widow was not happy. <laughs> she didn't like it. Didn't like it. I asked for A, and you gave me Y. Because <laughs> she goes, I expected something more gay. And she's saying that in the old school like, term of, like, happy. I feel, yeah. Um, what's that song? Yeah. Um, pretty and witty. and Oh, wait, no. G- oh, so pretty and gay. And gay. Yeah. yeah, like happy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very weird, considering it's outside of your husband's mausoleum. Yeah. But, okay, girl. Not one of my requests, probably, if I were to have a statue outside of a mausoleum. I would be like, make it look, like, sad or, like, pissed or I don't know. Or, like, contemplative. Yeah. But yeah. I also wouldn't have it facing the door of the mausoleum either. So a lot of choices were made here. Yeah, you know, like you said at last episode, different... Oh, wait, or was it this episode? Different strokes for different folks? Which one was D- that? That was... I think it was this Was one. it this different one? strokes for different folks, Yeah, gang. everything's blurring at this point. Okay. Yeah, because... Also, uh, you know, I just feel like there's... There's something about her facing the door that bugs the hell out of me. Because when I was initially doing the research, I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw the picture, and I was like, oh, no, no, no. I hate this. Why is she facing the door? I'm going to look up a picture while you're talking. Carry on. Okay. So O'Connor, who's the sculptor, makes another head that was much happier. The widow sees it, and she's like, oh, I like it. This motherfucker smashes it on the floor and, quote, says, I just made this to show you that I could do it. I should never let such a monstrosity out of my studio, unquote. What? The most dramatic motherfucker alive. What is happening? Oh, she is. Oh, she's just literally, she's just like sitting looking at it. Right. It's creepy. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So when Anne, the widow, dies at almost a hundred. Wow. In 1944. Wow. There were people that believed that her hatred of the statue had led to it being haunted. Okay. So let's talk about some of the legends. Obviously, I talked about the one where she comes to life and wanders the cemetery grounds, which I love. Yeah, that's fucking spooky as all hell. I love that. Yeah. So apparently the legends obviously have transformed over the years. There's a few different ones. There are legends that say as you get closer to her, you can hear her weeping. Which is especially terrifying knowing if you're walking towards the mausoleum, all you see is her back and she's like kind of bent over. Yeah, that's spooky. That's terrifying. That's spookalabook. And apparently if you knock on the door of the general's mausoleum two or three times, depending on whatever legend you listen to, you'll get nightmares that night. In my notes I go, why would you ever knock on a mausoleum door? Yeah, what are you What are you expecting? Wow, well... I really w- feel like we need to go now and knock on it, actually. I kind of feel like I need to see if I get nightmares. I got to tell you, it would be scarier if you got a knock back. Big time. Yeah, I'm not worried about the nightmares. I'm worrying about this, the general answering. Or if you knock on the door and turn around and she's not on the statue anymore. Like, I'm shitting my pants. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's another one that if you approach the bronze lady and sit on her lap, she'll weep tears of blood. Wow, but why would you sit on her lap? That's a weird thing to do. Another great question. Okay. but okay. I, I'm, I'm working under the pretense that people are only doing this because of the legends. People are not just naturally just doing this. Just like going this. and sitting on her lap. Yeah, okay. All right. I would also weep tears because of blood weird. if some random person came and sat on my fucking lap. Fine. 
And then people for generations are doing it and be like, God damn it, you assholes. For sure. Yeah. Some locals believe that insulting her won't do anything. But if you touch her face and say a prayer, something really good or really bad will happen. Wow, two very different That's outcomes. That's my favorite. Really good or really bad, but we just don't know which. That's my favorite because she's like, go ahead, roll the dice, bitch. <laughs> Try me. I love that. <laughs> Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> That's right. I just love that idea that she's like, yeah, even if you say a prayer, it won't save you. Something bad could still happen. Come touch my face. <laughs> but insulting her doesn't work. Nope. She's like, fuck you. I've heard it all. Sticks and stones. The lady that commissioned me hates me. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> wow. So this is another one that's my personal favorite. And this is the last one. If you sit on the lap of the bronze lady... And then go look in the keyhole of the mausoleum. You'll see a ghost. Ooh, I, I take it probably the general. Unless there's somebody else walking Unless around. Somebody in there. else is hanging out in the mausoleum. I don't know. Wow, that's spookalabook. I love that one. Yeah, but I don't know why you have to sit I, on the. It's like is sitting on her lap like activating her? Like what are we doing? Like why here? do we keep sitting on this lady's lap? But. You know, I guess... Like, why don't we leave her alone? I guess kind of my overall question is, like, Sleepy Hollow, are you okay? <laughs> what's, go- nope. what's going on with this crazy shit? Also, I think it's interesting because the Headless Horseman has that idea that he can't go into cemeteries because it's sacred <clears throat> ground. Yeah. And then this woman just roams a cemetery. Yeah, surprise, She's bitch. like, yeah, even if you come in here, you're not safe. Come in here from the horseman. You're not safe either. Exactly. Exactly. There is I love there that. is no safe place in Sleepy Hollow. I truly. And actually when we went there, my family made a trip there to Sleepy Hollow and there was a woman that was like I thought she was just a ghost figure, but she might have been the bronze lady and I just didn't know. Oh my god. See, and I've never even been to Sleepy Hollow, uh, but you've been? I'm jealous. It's cool there. Aww. I mean, it's it's very like kitschy now i'm sure you know like salem probably would it's be. like anything else yeah yeah but i love all the legends and it's very beautiful wow yeah i still want us to go and that's the bronze lady but what's up with sitting I on the lap see her now yeah if we go I are you gonna know. sit on her lap i don't know if i would do that I don't know if I would because it feels very disrespectful to me, but also I want to look in the keyhole. I feel like I'd be a little afraid to look in the keyhole either way. So like you you. sit on her lap and then you like run over and check. Yeah. Wow. And apparently you see. Well, what if one of us sits on the lap and one of us looks in the keyhole? We just really throw them off. (laughs) Or like a Nintendo game. You got to hit the switch and then go. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Well. That was very cool. I I also would love to knock on the door. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I want to knock and return. I don't, but I, you know. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I get nightmares anyway, so that's not a real threat to me. Yeah, that's like a run-of-the-mill occurrence here, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. We're fine. Yeah. But if I turn around, she's not there, because she's off wandering the grounds. Yeah. About to shit the pants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's spooky. That's the lady. Good, well done. Good topic. This was a good episode. 
This was. I, I, I got to tell you, I like the legends that are wandering around Sleepy Hollow. And I loved yours because I was just like, I feel like every turn I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, we just, we just don't know. We don't know anything about what was going on with Pedro. But yeah, that's a... Uh, wow, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us for... <laughs> this was just like a bananas episode. This really was. <laughs> just strap in, y'all. Welcome to 2022 Welcome to 2022 oddities. oddities. <laughs> and until next time... Stay strange. <laughs>